Love takes off the mask that we fear we cannot live without and know we can't live within. I use the word love here not merely in the personal sense, but as a state of being or a state of grace, not in the infantile American sense of being made happy, but in the tough and universal sense of quest and daring and growth. James Baldwin, The Fire Next Time. It is Love Week. Valentine's Day is tomorrow and people all over the world will be spending hundreds of dollars to express and show their love for their significant loved one. I am a lover of love. I am a hopeful romantic and I appreciate the expression of love. And this week I was battling, okay, do I talk about love? Do I talk about relationships? Do I talk about self-love and self-worth and all of those great things that surround love and the topic of love. And I thought about this phrase or acronym DTR. DTR is an acronym that is most commonly known as define the relationship. It is that awkward moment where you get a text saying, we need to talk. It's that awkward moment in new or existing romantic relationships when one party will ask, what are we? Where are we going? What are your intentions? What are you doing? Most times these convos come with apprehension, tension, and anxiety as we brace ourselves to receive the answer. No matter what the result is, that emotion we feel when we are either being asked or expressing our intent is a branch of a very deep root. That root is rejection. It is a very strong and complex invisible force that is tethered to our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. It affects our actions and ability to relate to others in a healthy way. I'm going to say that again. That is my personal definition of the root of rejection. It is a very strong and complex invisible force that is tethered to our spiritual, emotional, and mental health. It affects our actions and ability to relate to others in a healthy way. You may see this play out in different relationships as you're people watching or you're in your office or um, at your family gathering. You may see it as clinginess, but it really is the root of rejection. You may experience dismissiveness, but the root of that is rejection. You may encounter the inability to commit to a relationship, but the root of that is rejection. You may witness someone making bad choices and decisions. The root of that is rejection. You yourself may have made some bad decisions and wrong turns because of not wanting to be rejected for your morals, beliefs, and standards. Needing to be the center of attention is a branch of rejection. The inability to stand up for yourself and others when being mistreated or harmed stems from the fear of rejection. Not completing God-inspired ideas or truly walking and working in your purpose is a branch from the tree of rejection. Being miserable yet not taking steps to change your current situation stems from the root of rejection. What will people say if I quit this career that provides status, influence, and power? What will happen if I relocate to a city where I won't know anyone? What will people think if I have to downsize, move in with a family member, and recenter my life? Will people still accept me if I uncover that this relationship is not really goals, but is unhealthy and abusive? It may be something just as simple as settling and accepting someone else's perspective without expressing yours. That is the fear of rejection manifesting. I believe that this fear of rejection is the enemy's response to God's desire for us to be connected. The desire to be connected to others was created by God. In Genesis 2.18, God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. God placed the desire to connect and have community within each of us. The need to belong is a human emotion. 
It's the need to affiliate with others and be accepted by a person or a group of people. That desire and need is fulfilled with platonic friendships, social groups and events, educational settings, familial connections, community or religious fellowships, romantic relationships, and business partnerships. When our God-given desire to be connected and our human emotional need to be accepted is repeatedly unfulfilled, the root of rejection begins to form. We see this play out in broken family relationships between parents and children and abandonment issues, thousands of cases of suicides because of bullying and being treated like an outcast, not feeling valued or accepted because your gifts and talents are different and are measured based on someone else's value system, being shown love and attention in unhealthy ways and behaviors. I have been battling this topic today, going back and forth on whether I wanted to talk about rejection because it is a very deep issue for me. I was and still am blessed to have an amazing, supportive and loving immediate family. I was raised in a two parent household. My father, as you know, being a pastor, my mother working in social services at home, I felt and even now I still feel that I am most safe when I'm at home in the suburbs of Chicago. Although they created a safe home environment for me, the seeds of rejection started very early. Most of the seeds of rejection that I experienced happened outside of the home. I can remember in first and second grade not being allowed to play with the cool kids on the timber town or even trying to be accepted by the cool kids and learning and saying curse words for the very first time just to be accepted. I distinctly remember there was a time in elementary school when all of my classmates had a fake marriage ceremony with their crush during recess, and I never had one. Yes, these seem silly and insignificant, but those were seeds of rejection that the enemy used for years to come. Those seeds of rejection grew roots of self-doubt, low self-esteem, and low self-worth. Those roots solidified a tree of insecurities with branches that I'm still working to cut down today. In high school, my sister and I started singing together as a duo after learning a song in our youth convention. We practiced and my dad forced us to sing when he went different places to preach. But later on, my sister dropped me and I struggled to find my voice as a solo singer. I was so extremely shy when I was asked to sing because of the branches of insecurity that said I wasn't good enough and the root of rejection saying that no one would accept me for who I was. God still used that season to stir up the gifts that he placed in me. Years later, I had the opportunity to sing, record, and travel with a few groups and choirs, and I was still not secure in the unique gift God had given me, and comparison left me feeling like I was not good enough. I'm not sharing all this for you to pity me or for you to DM me and say, Therese, I'm so sorry if there's anything that I ever said. No, don't need all of that. I'm sharing this because we can't live our best lives and reach our full potential if we don't understand how our past experiences fuel the way we think and the choices and decisions we make today. It all goes back to being self-aware. The root of rejection has hindered powerful marriages and friendships, has halted successful businesses, ignited unstable family relationships, and encouraged unhealthy cycles. This week, we are killing are bringing death to rejection, DTR. First, we need to acknowledge it and also acknowledge that it can't be killed instantaneously. Those experiences that I mentioned before happened 25, 30 years ago. And in the last six years, I've progressively done the work of digging up those roots. One of the most well-known trees is the oak tree. It is long-lived and low-maintenance, and its rapid growth rate means it establishes quickly, sometimes growing several feet in a single year. 
the oak tree tolerates wet as well as moist soil conditions. As long as the site is well draining, it can even tolerate heavy rains and flooding for short periods of time. Why am I mentioning this big tree? It doesn't take long for a seed of rejection to grow into a tree of insecurity. And the tree of insecurity is strong and cannot be easily destroyed, just like the oak tree. Insecurity is like a horrible stench. It is easily detectable and sometimes hard to get rid of, like the scent of smoke. If you've ever been around or lived with a serial smoker, you already know. Or if you've visited someone's house and before you can even walk in, you can smell the smoke in the air. That's how insecurity is. It's a stench that others can smell and evil people use it to manipulate you. Not only that, but most times a person with the stench of insecurity, it doesn't even phase them anymore. It's a way of life for them. So in order to mask the stench, they create cycles of carrying perfume and cologne with them to mask the stench. They overcompensate for their insecurity by being the center of attention or saying yes to things and people when they should be saying no. Or they allow people to manipulate their time, talent, and gifts because they're fearful of what will happen if they say no. Masking the stench of insecurity only makes it worse and it creates desensitized cycles and unbecoming habits. You don't even know why you're doing it, but you can't stop doing it. After you acknowledge that you have some cutting you need to do, you need to cut down the tree. Get your tools. You have to know and understand that the enemy loves that you keep masking your pain and you aren't willing to expose the root of rejection. He loves it. And even when I was preparing to press record, I was like, do I really want to talk about rejection? This is a heavy topic. It's heavy because most people don't even realize that they have a root of rejection that's manifesting in their actions. He loves when we ignore our issues and we aren't willing to expose the root of rejection. He tells us that it's too big of a fight and we aren't strong enough to win. But Paul says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Every poisonous cup of water the enemy used to pour on those seeds of rejection were filled with lies from the pit of hell. He filled them with, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You have to give your body away for people to love and accept you. You're only good enough to be the employee, not the employer. You're too messed up. Who's going to listen to you and what you have to say? You don't even have a college degree. You are not important. Your family will never be whole. Your gifts are insignificant. You're a failure. You're not pretty enough. You don't sing good enough. You don't speak good enough. You don't play good enough. You don't write good enough. Nobody wants to hear from you. Starting with the highest branch, begin cutting the branches of self-doubt, worthlessness, and fear. With every swipe of the spiritual power tool, we are slicing each branch with the word of God. Ephesians 6.10, finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Romans 8.29.31, for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Then he goes down to verse 35 and says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. 
know in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i'm sure i am convinced i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor death nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord first corinthians 15 57 but thank god who gives us the victory over sin and death through our lord jesus christ Luke 10, 19, behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. After you cut down the branches of insecurity, the branches of low self-esteem, of low self-worth, you have to remove them. The removal process, start blocking people who are unhealthy for you. Unfollow people that are unhealthy for you. My friend posted the other day that this year has started off in a much better emotional and mental space for her because she unfollowed people on social media that triggered comparison. Those relationships that breed contempt and breed dissension and sow seeds of discord, get rid of all of that. Remove them from your space. If you have a problem with your physical appearance, start walking and stop eating candy and drinking pop. Say no to your flesh, however that relates to you. Remove those obstacles and those temptations that keep haunting you and keep allowing you to fall and, and trip. If you don't need to be on social media after nine o'clock, don't be on social media after nine o'clock. If you can't listen to Joe and Tank after um after hours, don't listen to Joe and Tank. <laughs> okay? Don't listen to them. Turn it off. Baby girl, don't listen to it. Okay? If you know you're, you need, you might need to unfollow your, your crush on social media or you may need to block their number, do it. Stop giving people room to create seeds of discouragement and self-doubt. Be very cognizant of what they're saying to you when you share your dreams, your hopes, your desires. Are they saying, girl, I don't know how you going to do that. Or are they saying, man, you don't want to fool with that. No, don't do that. Or are they saying, you know what? I'm supporting you all the way. Maybe you can do X, Y, and Z. Remove yourself from toxic people, environments, and situations. And notice I say remove yourself because we can block people. We can stop calling people. We can unfollow people, but they can still be on our minds. Trust me, I understand, especially if you've had inappropriate connections with them. If you've had sex with them or if you've had some type of emotional connection with them, it's hard for you to get them off of your mind. It's hard for you to remove yourself from that space, but you have to. When you remove those toxic people, environments, and situations, when you stop going places that trigger you, when you stop allowing people to sow seeds of discouragement and self-doubt, you then need to plant seeds of scripture, affirmations, and healthy habits so that you can bear healthy fruit. You need to say Romans 12 too. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Philippians 4, 6, and 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Some people have varying thoughts and beliefs on affirmations, but I believe that saying affirmations starts a healthy habit and creates a healthy perspective of yourself. 
saying things like I am healthy, I am loved, I am financially responsible, I am rich, I live in abundance, I am the head and not the tail, I am the righteousness of Christ, I am capable of loving and being loved, I am a creative entrepreneur, my family is emotionally healthy and whole, my friendships are strong and healthy. My body is the temple of the Lord. I will present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the very least that I can do. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Me and my boo, our relationship goes in real life, not just for likes. I will impact the world, not for status, but for God to get the glory. I will leave an inheritance for my children's children. Those are just some affirmations that you can say to remind yourself who you are in Christ and who God has called you to be. Maybe you need to join a life group or an accountability group. James 5:16 says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Be okay with having connections and being vulnerable with people. We talked about transparency last week and being vulnerable last week. Not only be vulnerable with yourself, being vulnerable with others. It's okay to connect with people and let them know, hey, these are the areas where I'm struggling. We need to have people around us that can hold us accountable, but also support us. We need to have people around us that can say, hey, um, I, I see this in your blind spot. We talked about that in past events, please. Don't forsake the assembly of your mint passers, okay? Because those people are going to be the ones to tell you, this not looking too good. When you have a big, strong tree with strong roots of rejection, it takes time. It may take going to therapy. It may take going to a specific Bible study. It may take going to rehab for you to really deal with the roots of rejection and the branches of insecurity and the seeds that people have sown in your life. Some of the things may not even be our fault. But because of those seeds, we have created habits and created cycles. We aren't even really aware of what we want, of what our desires are, because we keep masking it. We keep masking it for others, but in turn, we keep masking it for ourselves, which goes back to the quote that I said earlier. Love takes off the mask that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. I use the word love here, not merely in the personal sense, but as a state of being or a state of grace, not in the infantile American sense of being happy, but in the tough and universal sense of a quest and daring and growth. Be daring, be courageous, take off the mask, uncover those roots, dig up those roots. It's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's a daily walk. It's a mental journey. It's a spiritual renewing, renewing of our mind, allowing God to renew our mind. We cannot do it alone. You cannot live in this bubble and be great all by yourself and think that and your desire to be great will happen by yourself because it won't. There's a lot of work that needs to be done underneath the surface that will allow us to be great. Tomorrow being Valentine's Day, it always is focused on the romantic side of love. And if you have a maid or significant other, a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, fiance. But may I challenge you to really begin to think about the different seeds that have been sown in your life. Whether that may be abandonment, feelings of not being accepted or not being loved properly, being shown love in an unhealthy way. 
So God, I come to you thanking you, Lord God, for this moment in time where we are forced to deal with the root of rejection that we may have. You know the people that are listening that may be struggling with thoughts of doubt, with thoughts of fear, with thoughts of low self-esteem and insecurities, Lord God, thoughts of not being worthy enough, Lord Jesus. God, I ask that you would touch each and every person that has a feeling of abandonment, feelings of not being worthy enough. God, you love us. You sent your son to die for us because you loved us that much. You sacrificed your only son to show us how much you loved us. So God, allow us to rest in that love. Allow us and strengthen us to do the work to uncover and unmask the roots of rejection, those seeds of insecurity. Allow us to change the way that we act. Renew our minds. Renew the way that we see each other. God, give us the strength to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, which is the very least that we can do. Allow us to walk in power, love and a sound mind. Equip us to be strong stewards of the finances that you give us, oh God. Allow us to say no to our flesh. Allow us to remove ourselves from toxic people in situations and environments. Give us the strength and the courage to stand up for ourselves. Some of us don't even know how to speak up for ourselves. Allow us to stand firm on your word and your promises to speak up and speak boldly of the person that you have created and called us to be, Lord God. I give you praise. I give you glory for what you always do. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Show somebody that you love them. Until next week, take care.